you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we're so delighted that you have welcomed us into your home, and we would love to hear from you. So today, we're taking your questions and your comments. You're watching. It's Monday. We're here very alive. Give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460. If you are calling and you are outside North America, you can always reach us at area code 205-271-2980. And you can always send us an email with a question or a comment to Jim and Joy at EWTN.com and check us out on Facebook. Well, the question for today's show is this. If you attended the family celebration last Saturday, please share with, share with us what the time meant for you and what the EWTN family has to look forward to during the broadcast on September 9th and 10th. Well, we, first of all, I want to thank everybody at EWTN who worked so hard to make this event come off. Yes. And it's a year of planning. And for all the people who've come, and people came from Guam and Canada and from California and New Jersey, Maryland. I mean, people came from everywhere, which was so beautiful. And we got to speak with so many of you. Um, it was so exciting, but it's so much work. <clears throat> so, and then religious catalog that went out on the floor. The, the priests and deacons worked so hard. Confessions, Confessions the entire time, right? Yes, mm -hmm, the whole time. It was so beautiful, but I want to thank the EWTN working staff family, yeah. the entire crew from everyone to ma who made every single thing happen. Yeah. We do what we do. For the audience of one, just Jesus and for his glory. And we hope and pray that Mother Angelica was pleased. Yes. Yeah. I think thousands of people did attend. We hope you can make a family celebration uh, when it's announced next time. But we want to hear from people that actually attended and what it meant to them. Or you can just give us a call and, and speak about what EW10 does mean to you. The theme of that time was, I am the living bread. And so this was the teachings, and we had such great preachers. Mm -hmm. um, Father, Father Wade, Wade Manesis, mm -hmm. uh, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Mm -hmm. um, we shared, uh, I think Jeanette must have shared Jeanette at some Williams point. Jeanette Williams had a live show, yeah. and Father Mitch was on, you yeah. and I were on, and Father Chris Allaire, yeah. Yeah. David Anders. And I, I, you know, if, if nobody's life was changed, my life was changed. Mm-hmm because it was just so great for the last few months for me to meditate upon that which we were going to share and to just think of that, that title, I am, the name of the Lord that was revealed to Moses. I am who I am, I'll be who I will be, ultimate reality. And Jesus saying, I am, I am the living bread that's come down from heaven. And, and that was like, but that was blasphemy. You make yourself like God. But Jesus didn't back up. I am the living bread that's come down from heaven. He who eats this bread will never hunger. And he who drinks of his blood, you'll never be thirsty again. Eat my body, drink my blood. But I spent months meditating upon that. And I tell you, right before we came over in our pregnancy medical center, we have the Eucharist. And I just knelt there and opened up the tabernacle door and we have our Lord in a monstrance. And I was just there saying, I'm looking at, I am the living bread. I am the living bread. What an amazing, amazing faith.
that we have, and we'll share more about that and a family celebration uh, when we come back. So we're going to take a break at this point. Debbie Cowden is going to be joining us, yes. who does so much with social media. So if you attended the family celebration last Saturday, please share with us what the time meant to you. Give us a call. And uh, so, because we want people to know, September 9th and 10th, those, what happened there is going to be aired uh, on the network. And so we want you to be ready. We want you to look forward to it. So give us a call, 1-800-221-9460. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. Welcome back. Well, remember that today we're taking your questions and your comments on our show. So if you're watching, it's live. It's Monday. We want to hear from you. 1-800-221-9460. Outside North America, you can reach us 205-271-2980. And you can always send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at ewtn.com. And check mm. us out <clears throat> on Facebook. So the question is this. If you attended the family celebration last Saturday, Please share with us what the time meant for you and what the EWTN family has to look forward to during the broadcast on September 9th and 10th. So we have with us on the phone Debbie Cowden. Now Debbie used to be our former producer, yep. but she went on to marriage and then to motherhood. And Debbie was at the conference pregnant with her fourth child, the little girl who they're naming Dorothy. And uh, so Debbie was on the floor speaking and meeting with everybody, taking pictures, giving beautiful coverage. So Debbie, tell our family exactly what they have to look forward to when they catch it airing on September 9th and 10th. Well, Joy, Jim, oh, it's so good to be with you again. Um, you know, really when you say you're an important part of the family, we really mean it at EWTN. And that's that seen so evidently at the family celebration because, you know, we, we work so hard to, to put together these shows and to offer faith-filled programming for our viewers, but then to be able to interact with the viewers, to be able to hug them and laugh with them, cry with them and celebrate with them, uh, it, it really is a gift. And so you're going to see that reflected when you watch the broadcast of the family celebration on September 9th and 10th. And what, what viewers are also going to see, which I think is so important, is the centrality of the Eucharist to EWTN's mission. That's why Mother Angelica founded EWTN for Jesus. Like you said, the audience of one, it's all for him. And, and to see the way, you know, the, the friars have the monstrance literally stamped on their chest and the way that EWTN's entire network, like the building itself, is centered around the chapel where Jesus is in the Eucharist. It's also the center of our programming. And, and I think the theme this year of I Am the Living Bread yeah. uh, also exemplifies that so well, that, that the talks were about the Eucharist. Joy, I loved hearing about your experience with conversion and coming to Eucharistic adoration, and viewers can hear about that in the broadcast on September 9th and 10th, really we're celebrating the Eucharist and we're, we're celebrating that we are all members of the body of Christ and that the Eucharist is the source and summit of everything that we do. It was really cool to see that this weekend. Yes. Mm. 
Beautiful. Debbie, you're our digital media specialist. So how is that going? Tell us what exactly that means and how EW10 uh, promotes through our digital media the building of family but also extending the gospel. Well, Mother Angelica wanted to be where the souls are. And the souls are on, uh, watching on TV. They're also engaging with us on social media. So in my role as the senior digital media specialist for EWTN, I manage our flagship social media accounts. So like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, basically those, those major platforms. And we want to make sure that we are sharing the faith with our viewers and also giving our viewers a chance to participate in sharing the faith. It's like they're like unofficial media missionaries where they're taking yeah. the posts that we do about the saint of the day, EWTN's programming that's coming up, important devotions, live streams of the mass, and they can share them with their friends. And that's how we can touch every corner of the earth. That's how we're, we're reaching millions, like hundreds of millions of people every year are able to to see what we're doing on social media. And that's not just because of what, what I'm doing on the computer or on my phone, it's because our viewers are helping out with that yeah. effort as well. Debbie, tell us the name of your book that you and David have written. Our book is The Prayer Book for Tired Parents, Practical <laughs> Ways to Grow in Love of God and Get Your Family to Heaven. And um, it, it's made for parents who want to raise saints and want to answer that call to holiness. And if you're wondering whether or not I was a tired parent this weekend, walking <laughs> around seven months pregnant at the family celebration, I was a little bit tired. But, you know, it was really encouraging to hear from viewers about how that book has helped them make their faith come alive. Because it, it, it mirrors so beautifully Mother Angelica's call to our viewers to holiness and to become great saints. But in today's world, it can be difficult to imagine how that could even happen. But that's what Mother Angelica called viewers yeah. to, and we wanted to help offer even more ways that families with young children in particular can do that. Yeah. Debbie, thank you so much for all that you're doing for EWTN over these many years. God bless you, David, and your precious family, and this little one in your womb. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jim and Joy. God bless you. Bless you. And now we have Adriana on the phone. Adriana, <laughs> your question or your comment about your attendance at the conference and here at the BJCC in Birmingham. Adriana, are you there? Go right ahead oh, yes. if you are. Yes, yeah. hi, I'm here. Thank you for taking my call. Um, well, this was my second uh, family celebration and I have to say it was extra special this time it was absolutely beautiful because of course it was in Birmingham Alabama where it all started and so I got to see of course the shrine and where the television station was but everybody at the event is was so beautiful and so loving and it really made me feel like I was a part of the family I, I mean it, it really made me emotional and hearing all the inspirational talks were very, very deep for me. And and being a, a, a volunteer for the EWTN Media Missionary, I mean, you, Jim, and Carlos, and John Paul were so encouraging in, in telling us, the media missionaries, to go forth, you know, don't be afraid, because there's, there's so much going on out there. Yeah. But you truly, all of you, really, it's like an army. You guys really made me say, yeah, we're going to go out there and we're going to fight for God. Amen. We're going to fight Amen. for the eternal word. Mm. And 
having the theme of the Eucharist was even more powerful for me because we we need to hear that. We need to know that it is truly Him. It is truly, you know, body and blood and divinity of Christ and the importance of the Eucharist and the importance of going to Mass, receiving the sacraments and all that so that we can go forth and have our 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 shields and our and our protection so that we can go out there and speak for the Lord and and I love how I heard one time on the WTN this one program the woman um the nun said that we should be dark empty and silent and at first I didn't understand it but the more she explained it she says when you're dark you turn off your light so that God's light is lit up. Amen. When you're silent, it's God's voice that should be heard. And you should be empty so that you're filled with the Lord. Adriana, thank you so much for your comments about the family celebration of the teaching that you've heard on EW10 and what this time meant to you. You can just hear it in her voice oh, and, yes. and her passion there. So, so yeah. beautiful. And then we received this beautiful comment. It says, Dear Jim Pinto, when I was at the University of Connecticut going through a very difficult time in my life and much abuse, trauma, and loss, I saw Mother Angelica while channel surfing. She was so charismatic and personable that I was able to see her genuineness and her authenticity and became attracted to her. This went on for over 30 years, since 1991. And EWTN and Mother Angelica are my family. And it did not only save, save my life from a world of sin, but it also helped me convert from Christian Orthodox mm -hmm. to Catholic in 2006. And I was very grateful to be able to come to this event and have, and have come periodically over the years and was able to attend mm -hmm. Mother's funeral in 2016. My blood rel relatives have been the source of my complex trauma and abuse, and I have adopted EWTN and Mother as my surrogate family. God bless you all, and that's why I came, and that's what it meant to me. Mm. And this is from Lucy mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. Connecticut. And we heard so many beautiful stories yeah. of so many people who came and just shared um, what Mother Angelica has done to them, for them, yeah. through them. And and I still, I'm, I'm a viewer, I watch EWTN is on all the time in my house too. And I could have Mother, have the TV on, Mother Angelica comes on and she's still speaking words of life and words of wisdom and all the great preaching and all the programming that happens. So thank you, thank you to everybody yeah. who had a, any part in the beautiful family celebration that we had, it was great. What? And our kids came, our daughter Rebecca came and her husband, Nate, and our grandchildren, and they got to hear us share. <laughs> yeah. And you know, they, my, my daughter, you know, you're a preacher and I was a teacher, and so my daughter and my son-in-law always grew up with that, and they've heard us for years. They don't want to hear us anymore. But the grandchildren were actually, they saw us and they were like, Nona, yeah. I didn't know you could do that, or Baba, we didn't know, because you know, usually we're taking them out yeah. and getting ice cream and having fun with them. And that's part of what we do. 
Um, we get to teach, we get to share, we get to proclaim the good news of Jesus. But whether I got grandkids in the car, no matter where we are, we are trying by God's grace and mercy to be light and salt all the time, always ready to give an answer to say, why did I do that? Why are we doing this? For the love of Jesus, yeah. we're trying. Well, Joel, we must have had a couple of thousand people or more that attended the family celebration. And if each one of them were here, I'm sure they would have their own personal testimony, what it meant to them, what they thought was going to happen, what happened, how much they love EWTN. Or maybe it's a family member mm. that loves EWTN. They always spoke to them about EWTN. Maybe they passed away. And now this man, this woman, this young person is coming to the family celebration because they don't quite get what's going on with EWTN, right. but they got mm -hmm. what was going on with grandma mm -hmm. and, and, mm -hmm. and somebody else that really, really touched them. So we've been sharing this day because September 9th and 10th, all those different teachings, everything that we've done for that time, uh, you're going to see that September 9th and 10th. So we want to tell you, it was extraordinary. And you're going to be so blessed to hear the various teachings. You know, we emphasize so strongly in our church, the Catholic Church, the sacraments. But I want to tell you something. We got some preachers, too. And they, they go together, even in the liturgy. It's the liturgy of the Word, that the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to pierce to the division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, dis discerning the desires and intention of your heart. And we got preachers that preach the Word of God, that preach the Holy Scriptures. And then, of course, we actually experience what we're speaking about in the Holy Eucharist. So look forward to that September 9th, September 10th. So plenty more to come. We'll be right back. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, before we wrap up today's show, we're going to go straight to Rome to check in with beautiful Joan Lewis. Now, Joan, what is the latest news that you have for us from Rome? Well, greetings, Jim and Joy, and hi from a very windy Rome. Now, this week, I'm going to look at the Pope's uh, kind of a preview of the Pope's trip to Mongolia. When Francis leaves on uh, August 31st for Mongolia, it'll be the 43rd trip abroad since he was elected Pope in March of 2013. Now he's visited 12 countries in the Americas, 11 in Asia, and 10 in Africa. He will be the first Pope to visit Mongolia, where by the way, there are only about 1,300 Catholics. Now Mongolia is a vast land. It is landlocked, bordered by Russia and China, known for its very rugged terrain and its nomadic culture. It is a Buddhist-majority country, and Christians are only about 1.3% of the 3.3 million people. As I said, Francis is the first pope to come here, and um, he will visit the about 1,300 Catholics. Now, he said yesterday at the Angelus, he said he was coming to, going to uh, Mongolia as a brother to all, and he said, I will embrace a church small in numbers but vibrant in faith and great in charity. Now, interestingly enough, the only pope ever to visit a smaller number of Catholics 
was Pope John Paul II. He was in Baku, Azerbaijan in 2002. Now, interestingly enough, popes, I think you already know, they always stay in an ecclesial building, a nuncio's residence, the bishop's residence, etc. But there was no bishop in Baku, Azerbaijan, so therefore no bishop's residence, and uh, the Holy Father had to stay in a hotel. And at that time, there were only about 120 Catholics. Now, things have improved since. There are more Catholics, and there is an apostolic prefecture that has jurisdiction over the Catholic Church. And a, um, an apostolic prefecture is a structure in the Church that has jurisdiction over a Catholic populace where there are not enough Catholics to actually form, uh, to form a diocese. So there is an apostolic prefecture in Mongolia. The apostolic prefect is 49-year-old Cardinal Giorgio Marengo. He's been a missionary in Mongolia for 20 years, and he was made a cardinal last year uh, by Pope Francis in August. And now, interestingly enough, I mentioned China and Russia bordering the country. They will both be paying very careful attention to the Pope's remarks when he lands, when he addresses civil authorities and the local diplomatic corps, including diplomats from Russia, from China, and from North Korea. So um, could there be a diplomatic message in all of this, a, an effort at, at brokering peace? We shall see. In any event, the, um, the countries, as I said, will be paying attention to his speech, and so will we. Other events on the Pope's agenda include interreligious dialogue meetings and, naturally, a mass for the small number of Catholics. That's it for now. Stay tuned to EWTN for the trip, but back to you. Joan, thanks so much for that good report. We've been sharing about the family celebration, sharing about the theme of that time, I am the bread of life, preparing you for September 9th and 10th, when you'll see all the different teachings and the events that took place at that time. You have so much to look forward to. Remember that Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me, you'll never hunger. He who believes in me, you'll never thirst. But no one can come to me unless the Father beckons him. And I will raise him up on the last day. Say yes to the Lord. Come to the Lord, who is so concerned for you and who loves you. You're an important part of this EWTN family. You're never alone. And you're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.